Hey, I'm Connie, your host, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast today. Did you know you can bring your chaos to me? If you struggle with chaos in your office, on your desk, in your files and finances, use the link in the show notes and sign up for a complimentary 30 minutes chaos to peace jumpstart call where we will address your most pressing pain point around clutter and chaos and how to solve it in a few minutes a day. And if you're ready, we can also discuss options for moving forward together and how I can help you on your journey from chaos to peace. Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 49, A Journey to Simplify Life with Chrissy Tusker. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 49 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. Today, I'm welcoming Chrissy Tasker to share her story. Chrissy is originally from Singapore, where she and her husband owned a business. They worked 11 hours a day and often she didn't even see her children because they were in bed already. A health issue woke her up and when one of her sons had problems in school, she knew it was time to act. Listen in how she and her family simplified their life and are living now in the UK and are much happier. She always asks everybody, Do we really need eight choices of baked beans? (laughs) To get what she means with this question, you have to listen to our conversation. So without further ado, let's jump in. Here is Chrissy Tusker. Welcome, Chrissy. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Connie. What a great session. I'm really looking forward to speak to you all weeks. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here too, because you have quite a remarkable story that we want to dive into a little bit. So (laughs) introduce yourself to my audience and why you're here. (laughs) Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Chrissy Tasca. Originally, I I was from Singapore. I moved to UK with my whole family uh, in 2015. So we already settled down in UK and um, it's quite a, uh, when I come to UK, we, I thought we're going to retire here, but in the end, we were so bored within three months. So me and my husband start looking for something to do. Um, now we are into property development and then we are, I'm a book publishing as a book publisher as well. Uh, and then I'll start conducting course to teach people how to do a, a book. Uh, within 90 days. So that's basically what I do in UK now. Yeah, that's awesome. But you told me that the reason why you came to England to begin with was because life in Singapore was so crazy, no? So. Oh my gosh, don't tell me about that. I, <laughs> I cannot believe the difference. I think yeah. there is such a good analogy when people say the frog in the well. That was exactly what I felt when I was in Singapore. I was staying in that well and I thought life was supposed to be like this. Yeah. Because in Singapore, we literally work 11 hours a day. That's nuts, huh? I, it's crazy. And basically, by the time I reach home, 
I don't even see my children because they have to go to bed and to wake up early in the morning. And it's, it's just day in, day out and we're just doing that. And most of my staff can afford to go for holiday except me and my husband. <laughs> we literally was working all the time and it's just nuts. So in the end, we know that this is not the life that we want. So we pack yeah. up in Singapore and we move to UK. Yeah, but so how did you figure it out? Because like you just said, you just thought it was that way, that life was that way. So what, what happened that you all of a sudden thought, wait a second, life should be different? You see, because I was born in Singapore all the time. So we are, I think, I'm not sure brainwashed, but we are, we are meant to be that way. So we will go to school, come back, and then in the end, when we finish, we get a degree, and that is where you start working. And then nine to five job is a norm. But so for us, we choose to, we are we're running our own business, and it's even worse, it's, it's even longer hour. But because I got into, uh, so about, um, seven to eight years ago, I started developing vertigo. So I literally cannot function. And yeah. when that happened to me, it struck me to say that there's something wrong because imagine I work my whole life and I don't even enjoy it. And if the, the vertigo did not stop, that means I'm going to suffer my life throughout like this. I, at the moment of time, and my kids was quite young at, at the time, they were, they were feeling... Um, one of my child, my youngest son, who, is, who was then about um, eight years old, when he attended the primary school there, he, he had, they found out he had dyslexics. And then, because Singapore is such a fast-moving system, and they really focus on academic, okay? And my kids keep feeling that he is failure. So, when, you know, there is a streaming session in Singapore, that means... At the year two um, in primary school, they start separating the good, the very good children and the one that had problem catching up. Mm-hmm. And the kids really felt it. I felt that is so wrong. You know, if they start mm-hmm. segregating all this grading thing, and my, cat, my kids felt that they are a failure in school. I, I look at the whole thing, I just felt that it's so wrong to chase life like this. I was chasing life for money, to get more money so that the family can be comfortable. But I don't have time to spend time with my family. And my kids was chasing academy again and again, but they were not enjoying school. Mm-hmm. And then I realized this is so wrong. This is really not the life I want. Yeah. I, want a, I want my kids to enjoy school. I want my kids to know that education is fun. So in the end, that is where we... But we, we did not then, then decide that, oh, we're going to move to UK. It was uh, in 2015, we came back to UK for holiday because my husband was a British citizen, was here. We came back to UK for holiday with four suitcases. And then I told myself, no, we have to make a decision. We just can't turn back. We just, because we have been putting that on hold for a long, long time. So I told my husband, say, we are not leaving. We are going to stay here. We're going to try out the school system for the kids. The most, if we fail, we can go back to Singapore. There's nothing yeah. we, you know. So we stay and then we enroll them the next um, few weeks. And then we start looking for school and then we start enrolling them into school. And, and we never look back then. Yeah. 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 It's an amazing story. And, and, and you always hear how, like, 
um, the in in Asia in general in the Asian uh, countries that uh, so much focus is on ac academy and and, and oh, working yes. working working yes. and um, and at the same time a lot of the um, mindfulness practices and and comes also from from that area so it's kind of like right? quite the opposite no isn't it true that you just say something that yeah isn't it true because confusion and even the chinese philosopher the laozi all this their teaching is all about mindfulness about balancing yeah. and things like that but I, I don't think it's just asia but i think right now the culture is such a fast pace we totally forget about mindful living as well. Yeah. I think, and also the social media has such an impact on us. Everyone seems to be so successful on the internet, right? It seems to be yeah. like, yeah. so where do I stand if I don't move a little faster or do more or probably like uh, leave behind, you know, I, I'll be left behind and yeah. missing out something. Probably that is the mentality. That's why people are working so hard and they forget the philosophy of really Zen living is about mindfulness, about having enough contentment yeah. yeah yeah i can't even talk about contentment in asia <laughs> yeah. you know contentment is such a word so like it's for the loser <laughs> oh. you know it's so weird right because everybody is trying to achieve more and more but if we talk about i'm contented with what i have it sounds like um you know yeah. like you are just giving up in life <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you said. <laughs> yeah see so yeah. there's the difference yeah yeah so and and when then was the point where you wrote your book because you wrote a, a beautiful book now about your journey to simplify life so when did that happen okay so if i was in singapore i would never have the time to write a book because it's day in day out we have so many activities and in Singapore, the mall is open up to 2, 3 a.m., you know. If, like, middle of the night, you think that, oh, I want to get out and have a supper, you literally can go out and there's still food store opening, you know, all the time. So, you, there is a lot of things distract you. So, you literally, okay, I realized that, hey, suddenly my phone stopped ringing. Because of the time difference, I don't have to answer any more phone. Like, wow, that is, is such a relief. Cannot believe it's such a relief. We used to think, we depend on the phone so much and we need it and people need to contact us. But because I moved to UK of the time different, I, my phone stopped ringing. I stopped having to answer message all the time or text. I have suddenly a lot of time in my hand. Mm -hmm. And during this COVID, suddenly, like, because everything shut down, all the more we don't even have activities. And I just, wow. To me, I mean, I shouldn't be saying the COVID is good, but there is something came out good of the, this COVID because I found that I have times in my hand and I start thinking of maybe I should do something that I really love. Yeah. And writing book has always been something I wanted to do. I, it's uh -huh. my secret and ambitious because I'm badly dyslexic as well. So writing book is like not achievable. But because this time I have so much time, I decide to try it. So I start going around to different courses, you know, uh, they are all virtual courses, of course. I start spending a lot of money on, most of them are four-figure courses from some of the well-known industrial uh, teachers. And I learn whatever I can to how to write books. Mm -hmm. and, and then after that, no turning back. <laughs> so exactly, <laughs> the, the first book is about my journey of coming, you know, from, uh, from Singapore to UK. 
Then why I want to simplify my life and start making life very, uh, you know, living life with a purpose. Mm-hmm. There is just one basic thing that I see the difference is, you know, there is a big supermarket here called Audi. Mm-hmm. And every time I go in, I'm just amazed at how they simplify our choice. Because like if you go to any big uh, supermarket like Tesco, to buy one can of baked beans, you have to go through like 18 choices. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to make like that decision to just buy one can of bean. Yeah. So, you know, when I look at this model, the business model from the Audi supermarket, they only have one or two choices of baked beans for you. So it make your life very easy because you literally don't have to yeah. sit there or stand there to decide. So I realized choice, choice is also part of how you can simplify your life and realize that you don't have to to be confused, you know, all the time now. You're so right. We we always feel like variety is good or the, the more the better, which is not true. Yeah. It just keeps us stuck and spinning and and, and yeah, uh, and, but we didn't. I think we every time we just custom to it because actually I, I can't say the words brainwash, but all this marketing strategy have made us think that yeah you should have more choice more choices means good but we are wasting yeah. our time that in, they just keep adding on more and more confusions for us life shouldn't yeah. be so so much you know yeah it's just be simplify your life and you can see your life even more clear so that you can spend your time to do something more fulfilling something that is yeah. more with purpose. Yeah. And you also told me that uh, simplifying your life meant also that you became more productive. And and you probably mean with writing the book and doing the things you want, no? Instead of spinning your wheel and, and other things. Yeah, because I still have to run my business. Uh, I have yeah. a business in Singapore. I also have a business in UK now. So uh, I, I really realized because when I consciously want to simplify my life, I look at how can I be more productive? It used to drive me mad when I see my husband, when he opened the computer. He have like 20 tabs <laughs> open up <laughs> on the computer. Sometimes I ask, I say, how can a man function like this? But that is exactly how everyone is doing it. Yeah. When you're supposed to have one task in your hand, but in the end, you have like so many things open up in front of you. But in the end, you are, your mind is so cluttered. You don't have the clarity to see carefully. And up, don't you think, you know, with all this mental clock, you you are not focused. Yeah. So if you can simplify, like right now, what I used to do is to simplify this process, I used to write down things I need to do on paper, not even on computer. So when I have, I mean, this is a digital world where we have to depend on the computer, you know, the digital to do things. When I have to send an email, I literally close all the browser so I can mm-hmm. think clearly. Yeah. So I look at what I need to do and I finish and I finish one task at a time. So it's, instead of targeting so many things, I focus on one at a time. I simplify the process. I focus on one at a time and then every time I look back at my paper, I know that because I tick it off, I know that I have achieved so many things because that's exactly what I want to do instead of when I stare at the screen, the next minute I get distracted with advertisement yeah. or another site and another site. So if you see, you can simplify your process, you can be more productive, which yeah. is proven that way, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I agree. And when I help people declutter their office or their desk, I always notice too how they have so much stuff on their desk that has nothing to do with what they're actually working on or should be working on, you know? And that, that pulls our brain in all kinds of directions, plus then all the advertisement like you talked about on the internet and all yeah. that. So it's crazy. It's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah. you also said that um, simplifying and letting go of a lot of stuff gave you more freedom, which we always think like the more choices you have, the more freedom we have, but it's actually the other way around again. <laughs> Isn't it true? It is the other way around. Yeah, letting go. That's true. We move houses because I sold the house before we moved to UK, but when we were selling the house, gosh, I, I, we did not realize how much thing we accumulate over the years. Yeah. So, like, I counted, we have like 37 pots and pans. <laughs> what do we do with all these things? It's just crazy. Yeah. And literally, because from the big house, uh, my eldest son is still there. So, we moved to a smaller apartment where we sold the big house. Me and my helper, we were accumulating everything and we were bringing them to the charity. It, we take like, 12 loads of car full of things just go to the charity. I was looking at it and said, I cannot believe over the year what kind of junk we created. So imagine I felt it was such a relief the moment I can give them all away. We used to think, oh no, these are things like, you know, like your, your previous podcast, you say, how do you declutter when you have all these sentimental things? Because you thought it's sentimental. But the moment essential, right, where you know that you have to, because I was moving from big space to small space, I have to let go of all those things. And they no longer become essential. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like, even, do I have to keep all the clothing? No. In the yeah. end, I literally given all up. <laughs> yeah, and even, even if you have 37 parts, you usually only use the three, the, the same three over and over and over. Like, yeah. And, and the more, the, the bigger house you have and the more storage, like everybody wants a lot of storage, but then you have all that stuff packed away in, in, in your cupboards and, and closets. And then, yeah, and then you need to move house and then it's becoming crazy. And yeah. Then, and what a lot of people don't understand is how all that stuff, we all have a connection to that stuff. So it's weighing on us. And that's why you feel how so it, good when you give it away. Yeah, how true it is. Because I was listening to your previous podcast about sentiment and declutter. And I was, exactly, staring, yeah. uh, I was trying to pull out some bed sheet from the cupboard the other day. And I took out, there's this white box. And I took out and I opened up. It was my daughter's summer dress. It was about summer dress for two years ago. It was so beautiful. I would say, okay, I keep it for her summer. When summer turned out, she went. But that was two years ago and she outgrew it. So imagine those are very beautiful dress, but because I, I thought I can store it instead of like blessing someone with the dress, I store it and she outgrew it. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we look at it and say, and because if we can simplify that, if we can, knowing that these are not important things, you, you just need to let it go, you know, and someone instead of keeping this sentiment, it's, it's a big box, I swear, exactly. And I don't, I've forgotten it's up there as well. Yeah. yeah, so that part of like letting go is so, so good for me in the end. Yeah, yeah and, and we can start small and we can start with not the most sentimental things and then, and then um, and work our way up to the more sentimental things. And, 
and and when we start feeling how how good it feels to actually have a simpler life yeah. then we're more motivated towards it too so, Connie, i want to ask you because the last session you were talking about declutter with sentimental things what do you think of cards how about like birthday cards and do you think we should keep or should we throw away so i don't have any <laughs> <laughs> but it's individual so that's probably not 100% true. I may have one or two, but I actually don't have them. And what I often do is if it's really a meaningful card, um, I scan it in. And so yeah. I have a digital version. Oh, now, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I have, brilliant, a good, yes. I have a good friend. She makes her own cards. So if I get one of her cards, she always makes sure that I can reuse the card, which is beautiful because then her beautiful work, oh. I can give to somebody else. I just put a different inlay paper in it. And Oh, that and is very can, clever. Yeah. Oh, that's so, interesting idea. That is very clever. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. it like, like you say, sentimental, right? In Singapore, we used to have receive birthday especially the children birthday cards and things like that so i used to think oh my god i don't want to throw that i want my children to see them next time when they you know when they grow up but because that's when i keep having these thoughts end up i'm accumulating more and more things for them yeah. which is impossible to keep in the way you know imagine they have so many years so in the end we discard a lot of their childhood things as well it you have to you have to go through that guilt when you throw away the kids' stuff, especially the children thing that you think mm -hmm. they could value when they grow up. But actually, they don't. The they children, don't. most of the time, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. It's you that cares. And one trick that you can it's do, true. especially with children's stuff, is take a photo of your child holding that item, the card or the, or the dress or whatever, and then you have a, have a photo of your child, you know how old the child was, and that item that you feel sentimental about. And, um, and then maybe your, your child is interested mm. later to see the photo and then you don't have all the physical clutter. So that's another thing. Hey, that is very good. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Wow. My gosh. <laughs> yes, yes, that's fantastic. What a fantastic idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so talking about digital as well, if, if we can put everything, because everything is online now, right? Why not? You yeah. know, that'd be brilliant. Wow. Yeah, we just have to make sure it's organized digital, you know, like you can get a lot of <laughs> digital clutter as well, you know, as you know. So <laughs> this for sure. Yes. Yeah. So in my book, I have a chapter we talk about digital clutter because that was something that really brought me down all the time. Because yeah. every time, even on my phone, I have so many apps that I don't use. And I realized I'm not the only one. Most of them are like this. So, and but you didn't realize that actually have a lot of effect on your mental as well. Oh, yeah. Imagine that is with you all the time and you stare at that. That clutter is a reflection of your mental state, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah. clearing up the apps that you don't use is one of the necessity that you should every time look at it. And even the computer, because nowadays we are working at least like 12 to 16 hours in front of the computer. If every time you open up your screen, all you see are all these apps and everywhere around you. It affect you so much that you do not realize that. Yeah. So even I have a I have a system that every that prompt me every once a month I will clear my digital, I will clear my screen, and I will clear my email as well because 
over the time we keep subscribing for, for things right and we realize and not, i always like look at my email because so many things what i do is i'll just scan through it you know i don't even bother to open them so mm. and subconsciously because how you do anything is how you do everything yeah subconsciously you just keep procrastinating and because you procrastinate this part you will procrastinate more other things yeah so i will i will have a folder that put all those things that I, I don't need to open for three months and if by three months I still don't open I actually unsubscribe it because yeah. that is so that I, I declutter every you know every month I do that so actually consciously because of my actions I do that I more I wanted to clear other parts of my life as well because it's a it's a conscious stage when you walk past something and you see the clutter you want to clear it out it's actually your mentally trying to scream out to you to say that you, you need to detox that is yeah. the way yeah our yeah, mind it's so true so is your book out already or when is it coming out uh it's coming out on the 20th of october 20th of october okay yes, we will, will for be, sure put um, a link in the show notes so that the people can go and check it out huh? oh yeah it says yeah i will pass you the link in the show well, thank you very much connie <laughs> Yeah, no. And and where on social media can they find you or, or do you have a website where they can find you or what's what's your the best place if they would be interested in your story? Okay, so right now, um I am uh, I have a Facebook, uh, but I think you can find me on my website, chrissytasca.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I also have a publishing website that you can see the books that is coming up. It's called TWISB, stand for the word is so big publishing.com oh wow oh, that's a cool name the world is so big that's a cool name yeah. so I start a company I say I can do any uh, name whatever name I want right so that's yeah. what I do yeah that's awesome that's awesome I will put the links all in the show notes for sure thank yeah. you so much Connie but thank you I find it really easy yeah, so um, to be mindful of the time of the listeners, we want to come to an end. But I wanted to ask you, do you have a, la- a last word or a wisdom or a last tip for people if they want to simplify their life? Wh- where should they start? So I always ask, you know, I always ask the audience or my reader to ask themselves, do you need eight choices of baked beans to make your <laughs> life fulfilling? That's, I always get the attention with the baked beans because life can be simplified. And yeah. You need to simplify your life to find your purpose. So consciously doing that so that you don't go through life like a zombie. By the time you realize that you don't have much time to enjoy your life, it's probably because you have wasted so much time in some other things that is not meaningful or... Yeah, Yeah, deciding what baked beans to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I will always remember that. That's so cute. You don't need eight chunks of baked beans. (laughs) Thank you so much, Connie. I had such a great time with you today. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to read your book when it comes out. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, my friends. That was my conversation with Chrissy Tusker. If you want to find more about Chrissy, her books, and her publishing company, you find all the links of the things we were talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 49. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 49. 
Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what Chrissy and I were talking about, please share it with your family and friends, because if you found value in it, they will too. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love my podcast, go leave a five-star review at Apple Podcast, which will help that more people find it and can move from chaos to peace. Thank you again. Have a beautiful and amazing week and see you next time for episode 50. Woohoo! Take good care and be safe.